Yes, welcome to round three of the Supercoach 365 podcast of the National Rugby League. Ryan and Tommy back with you here to talk everything coming up this weekend. And Tommy, it's moving week in the Supercoach sense because prices start to change and really it's game on from here. Yeah, good day, Ryan. The game gets real this week, doesn't it? Um, I guess the financial aspect of it is a big part of it and a part I probably haven't been that good at in the past few years, I think. So, yeah, it's a big week this week in terms of setting yourself up for the whole year. I've been playing for points the last couple of weeks, but uh, it gets a little bit tricky now, doesn't it, as break-evens and uh, cash rises and falls start to take effect. So we're going to talk all of that coming up on the podcast tonight, as well as a bit of news around the league as we come to you on Teamless Tuesday, of course. Uh, We're going to get some of your thoughts as well in our listener Q&As, all before our team updates, our captain's calls, uh, talking points, as well as all of that, as we say, uh, as we usually do here on the podcast. Uh, Coming up as well as that, actually, let's start with a bit of housekeeping. While you're here, if you are listening on the podcast, um, five-star reviews, thumbs up, all of that. And if you are on YouTube, leave us a couple of comments and please subscribe. We're trying to get this push towards 1,000 subscribers. I think we're about 650 at the moment. So get us closer to 1,000. And of course, we wouldn't be doing this without the proud support of Top Sport who are back on board this year. So thank you to Tristan and the team. And if you are having a punt on the footy this weekend, or if you have been, hope you've been doing so with topsport.com.au. As always, gamble responsibly. Tommy, let's uh, before we do get into news and uh, impacts of that upon round three, let's talk a bit of uh, ranks and scores from round two, why don't we? Uh, and for you and I both, we managed to avoid much of the carnage from last week. Yeah, mostly. Uh, I think Caelan Ponger was my only sort of blip, but you can't do much about that one. First tackle of the game, basically, he was gone. Um, Top 2% I am at the moment. Um, Pretty happy with that. I mean, just after two weeks, it's pretty early doors, and there's not much between top and bottom, but still good to be up there early. Yeah, uh, I was much the same as you. I went around Ponger for obvious reasons. I don't think he's a good rugby league player. Look, I don't wish ill health upon anyone, but I just wouldn't pick him in the first place. I just there's better options there for mine. Uh, top one percent after two weeks, season rank of uh, sixteen eighty-eight, and a good score last week as well. I think it was upwards of eleven hundred, twelve hundred. I don't know. I think it was twelve thirteen actually last week. So uh, managed to steer away from a couple of those other cheapies: Nickel Clookstar, Jackson Ford. Uh, who else we have? Brandon Smith, of course, who's a topic of conversation tonight. So. Uh, look, sometimes you get lucky in this game, and last week was one of those weeks for me. Yeah, there was a few, I wouldn't say traps, because you're not to know there's things going to happen, but some of these, I guess, boom players who went on to the last few weeks, Ponga, Brandon Smith, Jackson Ford, just absolutely blew up in your face, didn't it? And I, I know a few people I saw on Twitter owned many of those sort of players who got below 20. Yeah. So they would have been in for some uh, rough red arrows, I guess, yesterday. And of course, you mentioned moving week, and it's all about stacking cash and, and trading down in a sense to find the cheapies and those with low break-evens. So we're going to talk plenty of break-evens tonight, but one man who will have to be a consideration, not this week, not yet anyways, Nico Hines. He's still not ready to go for round three. So one of those players, though, that we've sort of got an eye on for next week and, and trades mm-hmm. this week will dictate how close we are to getting Nico in for round four. Yeah, it's going to be the big question of next week. If, if he's true to his word and he's back in round four, they have the Dragons, then they have the Warriors, then a bye. So, I mean, you can wait another three weeks and get him after that bye, but Dragons and Warriors on paper seem like decent fixtures to me. Yeah. 
couple of questions around Nico as well in the Talking Points segment, which we'll get to at the back end of the podcast. So stick around for that. Don't go anywhere. Okay, let's kick us off though. Round two, um, and we'll talk a couple of more news items amongst all of this as well. But uh, uh, round three, rather, round three. We're not going back Flying by already, isn't it? Round three, oh, yeah, it? in fact. Okay, uh, round three, of course, getting underway Thursday night. Um, sea Eagles and the Eels, the old rivalry uh, reignited here at Four Pines Park. And big news from a super coach sense is Josh Schuster is back on deck for the Sea Eagles, and he was the most popular player heading into round one before we learned of his uh, fate with injury. He was, and it's good. Uh, they probably only thought it was a one- or two-week injury, and that's how it turned out to be which is good for those who have him, myself included. Uh, 29% of teams currently owning him. I yeah. wonder how many have brought him in just this week or how many started with him. Uh, Turbo also back, well, mainly a back. So that's a big plus for Turbo owners, having a weapon like that back in Tier 17. Yeah, no need to rush into Turbo or Garrick just yet. I don't think so anyway. Their price rises won't change until the uh, round four because obviously with the round two buy, we get an extra week to have a look at them. Particularly Turbo, I think he was in first gear that game against the Bulldogs, and that's scary for two reasons, right? If you're owning him, it's scary because he went off after 65 minutes. He did come back on, but you want to see him out there for 80 as an owner. But as a non-owner, it's scary as well because he still managed to pump 100, and he was probably on one leg. So I think it's a, a great week for us this week to sit back and watch Tom Dravojevich. Yeah, I mean, I've already got him, so I'm happy to watch him as an owner, to be honest. I'm... I'm too scared to play without him. And what I saw in round one backs that up. Yeah. I agree with you that he didn't look at his best, but the fact that he could still get such a high score, not at his best, speaks volumes really. And back at home this week again, uh, I think he's almost a vice captain option. Yeah, of course. How could I forget our captain's call? It's getting going bonkers uh, again this year on our Instagram. So uh, we will talk captains tonight. Uh, and on our socials tomorrow as well. For the Eels, though, uh, Maker Sevo was charged with dangerous contact last week against the Sharks, but he's free to play, and he's a big in because he's got a couple of tries last week and looked very dangerous on their left side. Uh, for us, though, looking at the super coach angles here, it's all about the back row, isn't it? Jermaine Hopgood, another massive score last week. To go with Bryce Cartwright and Matt Dury, who keep doing a job, and it's that Eels back row that we're playing with here. Yeah, it is. They're popular back row. I mean, Hopgood is probably a bit different to Durian Cartwright. I think we, Hopgood already has established himself as arguably the best 2RF in the Supercoach game. Yeah. Two, two weeks in, we saw a different side of him the other night with his ball playing and attacking involvement. We, we knew he could do a workhorse role, but that other side he showed us was awesome. And he's, he reminds me a bit of a IPAP in 2021 in Supercoach. Mm. He just burst onto the scene randomly and he's become one of the best players in the game. So, yeah, he's a must-hold. But then Dury and Cartwright, I guess you're sort of waiting for their break-evens to get up. Would you agree? Yeah, so just on the break-evens, Hopgood, I think this is near uh, the lowest I've ever seen. Taylor May last year about 120 or minus 120. This is a minus 139. So this bloke could make... $250,000 this week if he pumps out a third consecutive 100. But on those other two, Cartwright at minus 49 and Dury minus 7. Look, it'll be interesting to see who makes way when Madison comes back and we're expecting him back next week. For Supercoach's sake, I'm hoping it's Dury on the right side. Um, just because, obviously, that break-even will start to get a little bit higher as from next week. We've got to start planning for life without one of these uh, two back rowers because Madison, you'd think he'd just come straight back into the starting team. 
And I think that's fair enough. You know, we brought, well, I didn't have any, either of these guys. I know you have both, and I think it's probably a wise move, but you were never buying them with the plan to keep them all year. You knew there was, I guess, an expiration date and that you were going to trade up to people, and you're probably just going to have to trade up in the next few weeks. So, like you said, just start planning for who you're moving on to. Okay, uh, we'll leave that game there, though, um, because importantly, I think the, the best team in the National Rugby League, the history of it, they play Friday night, uh, 6 p.m., of course. Who am I speaking about? I'm speaking about the Dolphins. Who else? Uh, back-to-back wins for the Dolphins to start the year. No one saw that coming. Um, but they head to Newcastle here, and the Knights, they are depleted. I think they could be without up to 10 of their regular frontliners. Uh, obviously, Jaden Braley headlines that list, along with Tyson Frizzell, Jacob Saifidi suspension, uh, and I think there's another one there, Kalen Ponga, on that list as well. Um, $1.50, the Dolphins, topsport.com.au, $2.60, Newcastle. Uh, the Dolphins, such a short price here, second week or third week away from home. Yeah, I mean, if you said this price a fortnight ago, you would have thought it's crazy, but with everything that has happened, the Dolphins, two great wins, the Knights, their side is somewhat unrecognisable this week with all the injuries and suspensions and whatnot. It's hard to make a case for the Knights. And I think you are right. The Dolphins are statistically probably the best team ever in the NRL. They're the only undefeated team of all time in the competition. So hold on to that while you can. I think they'll make it three straight this week. Just for the Knights, a shining light has probably been Lachlan Fitzgibbon on that left side. I think he scored back-to-back scores of 70. Uh, No, uh, you know, without uh, those two tries, obviously those... uh, Scores have been inflated by his attacking involvements, but a break gave it a minus eight. Someone that we're probably not playing with, someone that we're not looking to go to, but some shining lights for the Knights in a super coach sense at least. Some team news though for the Dolphins. We're going to see a new Dolphin enter the fray this week, Cody Nikarima. Uh, he will replace the suspended Jeremy Marshall King, who misses two games there. So let's uh, have a good look at Cody this week. Dual position eligible player as well. So could come in handy around origin time. Uh, Ray Stone is back for those who held from round one. Uh, that obviously sees Mason Teague relegated to 18th man. The Hammer, Asako, Mark Nichols, even Isaiah Katoa, they're going to be popular trade-in targets this week given their low break-evens. Yeah, I think the Hammer has been the story so far in Supercoach for the Dolphins. Um, he'd always, I guess, had that attacking element to his game so fast, but he never really had any base on Supercoach. Yeah. I think he's improved that a little bit. I know he did score two tries the other day. One of them was off a kick, though, so did that didn't make much of a, an impact to his score. So I think he has been a surprise packer, and I'm happy I do have him. Just back on Newcastle, uh, their team is obviously dismantled this week. We haven't heard of, heard of a lot of these guys, but they're fringe first graders. I think one for draft maybe is Leo Thompson. Um, he's been playing quite well coming off the bench. He gets the start in the 13 jumper this week. I think he's probably good for, you know, north of 50. So if you're in a big yeah. draft comp, He'll be on the waiver wire. Just maybe scoop him up. Is he dual position? He is just a front rower, I think. So that is obviously a bit of a negative. And I'm in a draft where I'm versing you this week, so I don't know why I'm telling you any of this. But <laughs> I don't need your help anyway, mate. I don't need your help. Oh. I'm high-flying in that competition. Anyway, enough about that. Uh, anything else here from uh, – you say you like the look of Hammer. Obviously, he's found the try scorers list in the last couple of weeks uh, with topsport.com.au. Um, he's he's been paying backers and, and maybe talk about us uh, talk about tell us why Tommy you went a week early on the hammer you obviously saw something against the Roosters round one you brought him in for week two maybe a week early in hindsight but it's paid dividends um, tell us why you did that and why the hammer over Osaka who was another popular trading target 
I probably just like the involvement of the hammer in week one. And I, I guess I've seen a lot of a psycho over time where he can have these rocks and diamonds moments. And I think we saw a few of them the other night against the Raiders. So I just thought there was maybe a little bit more upside with the hammer, a little bit of unknown of what we're going to get. And look, it's only been two weeks. He could easily come out this week and sort of revert back to not, high scoring but he was only 300 and something k at the same time so yeah you weren't breaking the bank to get him uh dollar 50 the dolphins newcastle two dollars 60 i'd probably rather back the dolphins at that price but what do you think yeah just on the hammer two dollars 30 anytime topsport.com.au that's probably the bet there uh you think if the dolphins win hammer makes it three weeks in a row on the try scorers list uh the wingers popular targets here about even money so uh Look, if you're having a play on that game, do so responsibly. And there is some good value there around the try scorers for the Dolphins, I feel. Uh, let's move on. The primetime game here, Friday nights, uh, the Roosters and South Sydney. Now, the Roosters, they burnt plenty of people in the first two weeks. Sam Walker, probably the exception to that rule. He's been very good at that halfback slot in the absence of Nico Hines. Uh, but around him, James Tedesco, Brandon Smith, probably the chief culprit here that I'm that I'm talking about, but... I mean, the Roosters, they they've they snuck home to a win against the Warriors last week, but they're just not the super coach team that we've come to expect or that we've come to hope to see from them. No, they're not. And two week, sorry, two years running, they've we kind of had that same fallout from the first couple of Roosters games. They just haven't hit the ground running. Like you say, Walker's been great. And maybe we're being a little bit harsh on Teddy. I mean, the other day, if Suali passes to him, and if mm. he keeps a hold of that other line break, that's two tries right there. So it could have easily been a score close to 100. So yeah. he wasn't far away from being a good score, and it was still over 50. So it wasn't like he he got nothing. But uh, Brandon Smith, though, like you mentioned there, I think we've coined the term, the people who have him as mice, they took the bait of the cheese. Wow. Yeah, look, I love it. And to be honest, you know what I love even more so? Not the fact that we're going to sit here and toot our own horns, but when you make these big calls to go against these highly owned players, geez, it, it feels rewarding, doesn't it? Just as much as it's the same as jumping on a pod one week early, going against these you know, 40 50% owned players from the start, it is so, so rewarding. And if we were able to help anyone with that, I'm really glad that we were because he was so highly owned. And the fact that we did go against him, it took a risk and it's paid off. Yeah, so far, and I mean, he just looks a bit battered and bruised already, doesn't he? I think he's playing this week. He's named in the nine, which is good for those who are still holding him. Would you suggest those who are still holding him to get rid of him? They do have a buy next week as well. So, you know, he hasn't made taken advantage of the early start, the, sorry, the good start to the year in the first two rounds. Yep. Now they have Souths. Now they have a buy. Kind of hard to keep him, isn't it? I don't, I don't think they win this week against Souths. Uh, $2.15 outsiders, topsport.com.au. The Rabbits, $1.70. This one, Allianz Stadium, Friday night. Um, just on the cheese, his break-even's 90 this week. Tedesco, look, maybe a little bit unlucky against the Warriors if passes went his way, but his break-even, 135. And even Daniel Tupo, who I know has been touted as a gun center winger option there around the likes of Rento'o and Valentine Holmes, break-even of 88. So... You look at those first two weeks for the Roosters, geez, they look good on paper, but they proved anything but. So I think all three of those players are very easy sells this week. Yeah, it did blow up in owners' faces. And like we say, you know, a hard game here. They've barely beaten South the last few years and they've got pumped by them many times. So as someone who has owned a couple of Roosters players so far this year, I don't go into this game thinking they're going to get great scores. Mm. Uh, so I think that, yeah, it's a big sell week for the Roosters with the buy next week. 
Okay, big sell there, and maybe we're buying a few of these next players here from the Melbourne Storm. They head up to the Gold Coast on Saturday afternoon, and after, look, it wasn't an impressive performance on the field against the Dogs. They got towed up, really, but some of those bigger names and some of those um, pod plays around the 2RF, I'm thinking of Eli Katoa and uh, Jerome Hughes at halfback. Harry Grant continues to do a job at hooker like we expected he would. Eli Katoa, minus 28 break even. Uh, he's going to be a popular trading target, I think, this week. Um, people are either cashing down some of those other options or sideways moves from Teague Wilton or Regan Butcher. It's an easy move to Eli Katoa. And the Storm, they're going to be improved this week, you think, given the team list that they've trotted out tonight. Well, they couldn't go any worse because I can't remember the last time I watched Melbourne in Melbourne just capitulate down 26-0 or something to yeah. the Bulldogs. That was... Unbelievable viewing, really. But yeah, Eli Katoa, I guess you have the decision to make. Um, if you kind of go cheaper from maybe like a Tal Malolo who hasn't been that impressive or a Teague Wilton, perhaps, there's probably not much point, I don't think, going from a, a real cheapie to Katoa unless you're looking for points. But I wouldn't really bother personally. Um, yeah. They do get a few names back here, though. Like you say, Justin Ollum is back. Xavier Coates is back. So their side is looking a bit stronger this week. So I'm, I'm still happy to be with players like Grant. And I know you've been with Hughes so far. and He sort of repaid you the other night in that second half. Yeah, geez, it was looking shaky early. But um, I said to you at halftime, I was like, look, I think he was on about 15 or 20 points at the time. But I said to you, I said, mate, I'm not I'm not even deterred yet because you know Melbourne, you know they're going to um, you know, get possession, they're going to come back. And, and Hughes and Grant were going to be the instigators of all of that. Hughes just went bang, bang, bang. Couple of line break assists to that man Katoa. Scored a try himself, and that's what you get with these running halves like Jerome Hughes, like Adam Dewey to an extent, like Nico Hines. Even um, the the points will come. You just have to persist in moments where they look like they're not going to. Um, just for the Storm as well, Tarek Sims yeah, expected to come back here alongside the Tui Kamikamitha as well. So that'll offset the loss of Nelson Asofa Solomona. They were just getting rolled through the middle of the Storm. So that's a couple of big ins, uh, those big bodies. Absolutely, and they need it. Uh, and, you know, knowing Craig Bellamy, um, as we sort of do over the past 20 years, he'll be um, livid with that performance. And you have to imagine they come out humming this week. Against the Titans, who were pretty disappointing against Saints, I thought. They were winning 12-2, and it looked good, but uh, they conceded 32 points in 50 minutes, I think it was, and kind of like the Titans we've come to expect over the past, since they joined the comp almost. But uh, it was just more of the same, and I don't know, disappointing from a team point of view, but I thought David Fafito, again, very involved, and I like what I'm seeing from him this year, another score around 70. Yeah, a couple of uh, late points there. I think he had an effective offload and a, and a forced dropout in the last 30 seconds. So that was 10 extra points that you probably weren't expecting to get. But in saying that, no, his involvement has been good. That Storm expected to get the job done here. $1.45, $2.75, the Titans. Um, look, I guess the good news from this, as bad as Khan Pereira has been, even with the try the other day, I think he got 35. As bad or as... Um, Maybe it's being harsh, bad, but like he just doesn't have the base. And center wing cheapies, you need them to be scoring tries to have any impact in making cash. He scored one the other day. He retains his spot here above or ahead of Jojo Fafita. So that's the one positive here. He looks to have absolutely nailed down that left wing uh, with Phil Sami shifting to the right wing, we think, uh, and Brian Kelly back in the centers. So that's the one positive after two low scores from AKP. Yeah, it was a disappointing. He got 40, but still a very disappointing score with the try. Um, I think he was on 31 at half time. 
So he only got nine points in that second half. So, yeah, he's not really rewarding owners at all. I guess you might make some money in the coming weeks. Um, yeah. Minus six and a half is a line for the Storm. I think I'd rather be with them at the line. I just think they'll be bouncing back this week. Happy to follow you in there. Just on center wing cheapies very quickly before we move to the next game. Will Warbrick, again, another score around mid-30s or low-40s. We said this last week, didn't we? Without a try, um, the, the Melbourne right wingers just you can't expect them to be pumping out any high scores, really. Hopefully he can change that this week. Um, he's shown enough, I think, to, to keep that right wing spot. And I wouldn't be trading sideways from a Warbrick or a um, Khan Pereira, not this week anyway. I think while their break-evens are manageable, it just takes one try, really. So just persist, let them score a try, or fingers crossed they do score a try. Stick with them, because there are other options there at center wing. Um, I even think of Michael Cheekamp from the Rabbitohs in the previous game. Center wing, uh, 2RF eligible, 230K with a break-even of minus 28. People will be thinking of doing this. I'm just going to say hang off. Just, just persist a couple of more weeks. Yeah, there's not much point in these sideways trades from people who are 200K. Um, but he probably isn't the player I thought he might have been, Warbrick. But it's only mm. been two games. They haven't really been suitable games for, uh, for outside backs, either of those for the Storm. So just wait and see. I agree. Okay, speaking of non-suitable games, what about that game in the wet last week, the Broncos and the Cowboys? The Broncos eventual winners, but uh, when you have a team full of Cowboys like I did or I do, uh, it wasn't a great watch. Um, expected to bounce back here against the Warriors. They returned to Queensland Country Bank Stadium. $1.33 the Cowboys, $3.35 the Warriors, who were brave enough against the Roosters. I think they'll be one of those teams this year that will be in the contest most weeks. Uh, but the Cowboys here, they'll be looking to bounce back on their own track. Yeah, they will. Um, pretty disappointing the other night. Drinkwater, a score of one. He was in the minuses before recounts. So, yeah, pretty un. You just don't expect that. I know he had a simbin, but still, the involvement was very low. But like you said, it was wet. So, excuses there. But he is out for three weeks now, anyway. So you get to see Tom Chester. He comes into the fullback role. Mm. Were you expecting that, or were you expecting to see Val Holmes maybe get a shot back at one? Uh, I was probably thinking Val would move. And I don't know if it's better or worse for his Supercoach stocks that he stays on the left. I probably think it's better. Like, um, we, sh- we saw it we could do at center last year. Just keeps the continuity on that left side with Din. Uh, Talungi on his outside. Uh, Chester is supposedly supposed to be a bit of a gun. So we'll see uh, how he goes, gets his chance this week. Um, I think what it means, though, is Brendan Elliott. Jeez, he must be on the absolute scrap heap up there. Because he was 18th man last week, Brendan Elliott. Um, but can't get a go here, even with that uh, uh, suspension to drink water. So, Chester, we get a good look at him. Speaking of draft, could be one uh, top of the waivers tonight. Yeah, for sure. Uh, also, just on the Cowboys quickly, Jeremiah Nanai, uh, good score last week, 74, but he did score twice. His base score so far this year, 29 and 26 in 80 minutes. Yeah. So if he's not scoring a try, he's... I think it was the same last year. He just doesn't do anything, really, except score some tries. Um, so I don't think he's he's sort of a trap, I think, that night. Yeah. We come to expect that with him, haven't we? Just some of those other Cowboys names and their break-evens this week, the, the more popular players. Ruben Cotter, 64. Reese Robson, 76. Nanai, that man you mentioned there, 89 break-even. Valentine Holmes, 98. Uh, Dearden, that I was playing with, 103. So that's getting to uh, worrying territory there. And Drinkwater, who is suspended, 155. So, look, um, mm. 
this golden cowboys run we spoke of it's unfortunate that drink water is going to miss that because i i still think that look minus one i'll put the hand up or a one as it turned out look not the score you want from your fullback but I, I, there are genuine excuses there why he wasn't the attacking player. He's a 5'8". He's a 5'8 wearing one. They didn't get to attack. It was wet, miserable conditions. This six-week run was going to be where it sat nicely for him. It's unfortunate he misses three or four of those games. So the attacking Cowboys, they're going to have some work to do now to, to change our minds and to, to convince some others as well. Yeah, are the Cowboys the closet roosters? Are they just... This run on paper just hasn't eventuated. I, I think are they always in the same boat where you look to get rid of some of them? They don't have a buy for a long time. I guess that is in their corner. Mm. But I don't know. The jury's out, isn't it? It is. Uh, and they'll have to be uh, doing good things this weekend to change my mind back to the team that I thought that they could have been. Just on the Warriors before we move on, Wade Egan, minus 44 break even. He is going to be a very, very popular trading target this week. You think of Brandon Smith or Tanner Boyd, players that a lot of super coaches are playing with at number nine. It's an easy shift to Wade Egan. Um, he's expected to make a stack of cash this week. So to Braden Williami with a minus three break even. Unfortunately for Jackson Ford, he is out this week. So his break even of 18 will have to stand over uh, until next week. But probably the pick of the Warriors players in the first two weeks has been Tohu Harris. I think he's averaged 80 in rounds one and two combined, and every chance to hit that score again this week against the Cowboys. Yeah, Mr. Consistent. And, I mean, if you're looking for someone just to anchor your two RFs uh, and just churn out scores, he won't play Origin either, being from New Zealand, which is mm. good during that middle period of the year. So he definitely definitely has some selling points. Um, do we know anything about this fullback to a peaky? I've not heard of him at all. Um, CNK's out with the head knock. And Metcalf is still injured, so they've gone to, I guess, their third-string fullback. Yeah. I don't even know if he's on the Supercoach game. I assume he is, and he's probably 200K. We'll be looking at him. Uh, no, I haven't heard of him. So maybe um, head on over and listen to the rugby league guru. He might be able to help you out. He's all over these uh, fringe first graders. Is the gurus. So anything there from a, a try-scorer's perspective? We're just happy to sit back. For what it's worth, I've checked the weather here. Townsville. 32 degrees, chance of thunderstorm. It's going to feel like 37. So that ball is going to be very slippery Saturday afternoon. I think I'm going to stay right out of this and just sit back and watch and, and hope that the Cowboys can do something. Yeah, they've let me down two weeks in a row. I think I'll just watch it as well. It's, it's hard, to, hard to make a case. Okay, now rare that we see the Broncos on a Saturday night at 7.30 p.m. Uh, they take on the Dragons. So two of the more impressive teams, you'd have to say, from round two, head-to-head here. Uh, Broncos back at home. Uh, the only change to the side is Jesse, Jesse Arthurs rather, coming in to replace the injured Corey Oates. Uh, for the Dragons there, the same 17 that got the job done over the Titans. The Broncos, heavy favourites here, topsport.com.au. $1.28 head-to-head, $3.70 the Dragons. Uh, and that line, as I look at it here, looking at a 11.5 start. The Dragons getting it, $1.90 each of two. Yeah, what's not to like with the Broncos, is it? Um, I guess we've we've known for a few years they had a lot of these young guns and they're going to come through and I think it's finally happening this year. And getting Reese Walsh back has been awesome for them. 105 last week. She's probably the performance of the round in terms of just to the naked eye, he played so well, I thought. Um, Huge. And the Broncos also, you just look at the next few weeks, Dragons, Dolphins, Tigers, Raiders, Gold Coast, with all due respect to Dolphins, that's five very winnable games. There'll be favourites in all five of those. 
it might be time to jump on some of these Broncos players. Just put some respect on the Dolphins' name. Thanks, mate. Form team of the competition. No, I agree with you. The Broncos, they're running hot. And even, uh, what are they? They're two from two now. They went down to Penrith, got the job done there. Um, so that's as good as win as you'll have you know, in any uh, round, let alone round one, away to the Premiers. Um, so super in- impressive last week on both sides of the ball. How good is their defense? It's We're not going to sit here and, and talk about defense at large on, on this attacking-based podcast, really. But... Brisbane's defence, it's just keeping them in games for a long period, winding teams down, and then they get to attack. Absolutely. And just to add to that good run I just spoke of, then four, their next four games are at Suncorp as well. And they're their hometown team. They love playing at Suncorp. They, the big crowd gets behind them. I think that helps their scoring massively. So you've got Reese Walsh coming off a massive score. Players like Teddy with the bye next week, Drinkwater suspended. Big chance for Walsh to be, I guess, highly owned this week. Same with Ezra Mam, I think. I think he's got a massive case as well. Mm. Matty Burton hasn't been that good this year. Uh, you got Ponga injured, Munster injured. The door's opening for those two, as well as some other players such as Farnworth. Yeah, a couple of names there that will figure in our trading places uh, segment, no doubt. And just on them, uh, Walsh obviously won't get that price rise until the end of next week. But given those fixtures, you'd be hesitant to hold off um, and an easy downgrade from James Tedesco, like you say. Uh, for the Dragons, it, we must very quickly mention Tyrell Sloan. I think he was super impressive. Scored that late try, uh, but was involved in a couple of other good things for the Dragons. And much like Walsh and... Uh, the, the Seagulls and the Panthers as well, they'll cop their price rise at the end of round four. So Sloan, another one, much like the Hammer, names that we floated about in the preseason. Um, he, he could be a trade-down target in the weeks to come. He's going to make a bit of cash, you'd think, especially if he can back up that performance against the Titans uh, here against the Broncos. Yeah, he was a great great performance. The comeback from that effort in the charity shield, wasn't it? He would have, his confidence would have been shot, but he did well the other night. Uh, Jack Bird, I thought, was pretty good. 70 points. Yeah. Only 47 minutes played. I can't remember if he was injured or if he just if that's going to be a rotation for him, but I quite liked him pay, playing at lock. So 70 points in 47 minutes is pretty good. Um, yeah. I know you're a fan of his for a long time. Yeah. So I don't know. What would you, I guess, prospects be with him in super coach terms? Yeah, I think I even said to you a few weeks ago that for middle forwards, like if he's playing lock, some of his... Um, attacking output, tackle bus, offloads, etc. They're, they're better than anyone. Like, you do the numbers, they're better than anyone. They're better than Cam Murray. Um, he did have a try assist, line break assist as well for Blake Laurie. So there was some attacking output. But that's what you're going to get from Birdie. Like, he's a uh, you know one-time 5'8 fullback now playing in 13. He does have the ball skills, and I think that's why he is in that jersey. He did have a rest after about uh, 25 minutes. I think he came off. Um, but again, like you say, ball in hand, there's always going to be opportunities there. For Jack Bird, uh, that game, as we say, Saturday night, rounding us out there on Super Saturday. Uh, the first of two games, though, on Sunday is the Bulldogs back at Belmore against the West Tigers. Uh, uh, West Tigers team, which was just absolute dog shit last week against Newcastle, must be said. One of the worst, without exaggeration, one of the worst 80 minutes of football I've ever watched. Um it doesn't get any easier for them here either because Dane Laurie's out with a knee injury. Uh, Tommy Talao's out. Um, Sean Bloor is back from his concussion. Um, but Isaiah Papalit, he's suspended as well. So, look, some come back, but they plenty. Uh, they are losing plenty, I should say, here with um, IPAP out and fullback Dane Laurie. He's probably been one of their best in the losing efforts. 
Yeah, it's amazing what a difference a few weeks can make. You know, before the season, I thought they could challenge for the top eight, and that you were not wrong. That the other day against Newcastle was just pathetic. Really, Newcastle weren't even good, and they still managed to hold on with twelve players. Yeah, Tigers were awful. Um, no Papali'i this Papali'i this week does not help. Away to the Dogs, who've just come off of beating uh, beating the Storm, and it's going to be thirty six degrees in Sydney on Sunday afternoon. Wow! So. If they get behind, uh, I don't see much fight in them. Geez, there'll be a few beers sunk on that hill at Belmore, won't there? 36 degrees. <laughs> they'll be singing. They'll be dancing in the aisles if the Bulldogs can uh, live up to the hype here. Look, these were probably two of the most hyped teams in the offseason, weren't they? The Dogs and the Tigers. So we'll get to see who's made of what uh, Sunday afternoon. Just on the Dogs, um, same squad uh, that down Melbourne last week. So um, Pangai Jr. has to wait another week. Josh Reynolds is in the squad. Um, just a bit of... I th- look, I read this on Twitter, so I don't know if it's 100% true. It could be all bullshit. But I think it is, and I'll have to check. I'm going to say it anyway. It's, in, it's, it's spooky. It would be 2,023 days to the day since he was chaired off at Belmore in his last NRL game there. Um, he Obviously, he then moved to the West Tigers. 2,023 days in the year 2023, coming back to Belmore to face the Tigers. I have to check that, but, geez, that would be something. Um, he is in the extended squad. Whether or not he gets a run here, I don't know, but there would be a little bit of romanticism about that. Um, anything else here, Tommy, from a super coach sense? Yeah, I guess we've got to mention Jacob Preston. Um, massive last week. Coming onto the edge against Melbourne Storm, he finished with 83 or 84 points. Mm. He is only, I think, second to Hopgood in terms of how much money he's going to make this week. He's named to start again in the back row in what looks like a great fixture. So he's pretty hard to not buy this week, isn't he? He is. Break even of minus 51. Uh, a couple of these other popular Bulldogs that uh, will be traded in this week Jacob Kiraz, minus 36 break even. Paul Alamotti, a minus 12. Uh, so, look, names there that we have spoken about at different occasions, uh, particularly Alamotti. At the other end of the spectrum for the Dogs, though, kick out 130 break-even. Uh, Burton, much the same there. So, two names for the Dogs that, that carried a lot of that hype in the preseason. Burton, kick out, they just haven't performed. But take the good with the bad. Preston, like you say there, minus 51 break-even. He will be very popular, particularly if he can hold that spot even when Pangai comes back. Yeah, 100%. It's a pretty good show of faith that he's been put into the into the back row and uh, Raymond for Tyler Mariner moved to lock. And there's still some good players on the bench there. So good signs for Preston and his owners. Uh, what about Jacob Graz? 148 last week against the Storm. Like I know some random players go big every now yeah. and then, but 148 is it's like turbo levels. That's incredible. Uh, we, we sat here and watched this together, and to be honest, I'd had a few schooners, so I couldn't actually tell you like how impressive he was on the night, but I just remember you told me, you know, he was 80 at half time. I was like, what? Um, look, it takes special players. like As you say, Turbo, this is Garrick-like, um, particularly at center wing. He will make a stack of cash, you'd think, this week as well. Um, I think he's a tricky price, though. I think he's around 550K, so he's borderline premium. Like That's Suali'i territory, isn't it? Yeah, he's not he's not a cheapie, you know. Um, he's not you know a diamond in the rough. He's up against some really good players in that price range. But hey, the Tigers and the Warriors in the next two weeks, he could definitely go big again. 
Okay, um, and for the Tigers, very quickly as well, late try to Stefano Utukumano last week. That would have pleased owners um, break even. Yeah, Tommy's uh, praying there. Thank uh, you, Tommy. Uh-huh. Tommy's um, one of the beneficiaries of that break-even now of minus 24. and Didn't he need that? Um, AD, yeah. uh, 35 break-even as well. So, look, two of the more popular Tigers, they're performing despite the side not. Yeah, I was going to say that Dewey the other day, just watching rugby league, he played terribly, to be honest with you. But he still turned out 56. So that's the sign of a good super coach player when you don't play well and you still score near enough to 60. Um, so I'm happy to still have him. Pretty much everything the Tigers do, mm-hmm. which isn't much, but everything they do goes through him and he kicks goals. So I guess he's the best of a bad bunch at West Tigers. And probably unlucky not to be more as well um, with that Talal. Was that, did he end up getting that assist? I'm not sure. But if he didn't, yeah. he, he probably could have. Um, okay, just very quickly there, that one with topsport.com.au. The Bulldogs, firm favourites, $1.32. Uh, West Tigers outsiders at three dollars and forty. The line Canterbury giving away uh, nine and a half at a dollar eighty-five. There. Okay, last game of the round. This one's Sunday evening. The Raiders up against the Sharks. Uh, the Raiders abysmal against the Dolphins. It must be said. Led twelve nil. Um, capitulated in the wet and failed. Um, not much here to mention from the Supercoach sense. Um, I guess Pasami Saolo is, is the one name that we can pick out here with a break-even of minus 15. Um, look, he gets another go with uh, Josh Papali'i, who's still on the sidelines. That, that's probably the highlight for the Raiders, and that's probably not saying a hell of a lot. It's all very boring, isn't it? Um, even watching the other night, we watched that game together, Dolphins-Raiders, and I think abysmal is harsh. It was more just very dull um wouldn't play badly but wouldn't do anything um very disappointing and you know it's reflected on super coach none of their players you would bother with really i mean tarpana you can turn out some good scores but other than that none of their backs do anything it is pretty disappointing how uh, they come up against cronulla who a lot of points in the last week scored 30 against the eagles mm. uh i thought they were very impressive in attack not so in defense but in super coach we probably don't really care about that Yep, and the headline obviously by Britain uh, Nikora. That's how we're saying his name this year, isn't it? Nikora. Uh, Trindle, minus 54 break even. Look, would you trade him in this week knowing that Nico Hines, by his own admission, is probably going to be ready by next week? There is a cash grab there. If Nico's out another week and then they have the buy, like it's round three this week. Nico's saying he's back round four. I think they had the Warriors round five, buy round six. Would you almost put Nico on ice if you're the Sharks? And it's a decision that they're going to have to make, but one that Supercoach is going to have to make this weekend as well with Braden Trindle minus 30, uh, 54, rather, minus 54 break even, projected to make 80K with a score of 37. So if that score is upwards of 37, he could make more than 100,000. Would you do it? I don't know. I don't know. Look, it's great cash gap, no doubt about it. Probably going to make 100K, but you're going to have to get rid of him next week. If Heinz plays, yeah. I, I don't know. Well, do you agree? It's, it's too much. Two trades. Is it yeah. worth it? I don't know. Yeah, there's two trades to Heinz. So it's, again, what's the value of a trade? You'd, you'd want to be making 150K. If you're making 100, maybe it's slightly not worth it. Uh, okay, that's it there for in terms of the, the games 1 to 8 this weekend. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. On the other side of the break, we're going to come back and do our trading places, our team updates, and then we'll answer a couple of your questions as well. 
you suffering from frequent bouts of bet limititis? Try Topsport. Other providers may significantly limit your bets, causing frustration and angst. Topsport clears that blockage by welcoming big and winning punters, giving you fast, effective relief on those bigger bets. Overcome bet limititis by downloading the Topsport app today. Brought to you by Topsport. Feel the excitement. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, call the number on the screen or visit the website. Okay, let's move on to this, our Trading Places segment. We're going to start with our teams. Uh, this week, Tommy, why don't you kick us off? Um, in fact, we're going to start with our as our trades. Um, kick us off. You're going to make a couple this week, or are you making a little bit more than that? Yeah, I'm using my first boost of the year, and I think you alluded to it last week. It's probably going to be a pretty popular option. Yeah. with all the price changes, moving week, as you called it. So I've done three trades. Uh, Teddy is out. As I said earlier, I just think it's time to get rid of some of your stocks in the Roosters. Hard game this week, then a buy. He was unlucky the other day, but I'm just going to go to Latrell instead. Yep. He hasn't done much to the naked eye, but he's still got 70 both weeks or thereabouts. And South don't have a buy for a long time. He'll be playing right through into origin if he stays fit and not suspended. So I just, I'm happy to be with Luttrell. I don't like watching South games without having him. Uh, Ponga is out. Probably the most pointless trade-in of my life last week. He played all of one minute, got one point, and he's out again. Going to Ezra Mam. Now, no one I, – I never thought I'd get Ezra Mam, to be honest, in Classic, but I've been very impressed by him the past two weeks. It was him or Walsh for me, and because I went to Luttrell, I've gone to Mam at six. Want to be with some Broncos players the next few weeks. And my final trade is just really a cash grab. Sean Ball is out. I know he's starting this week, but Papalee will be back soon. Bateman will be back soon. His job security is terrible at the Tigers' floor. Jacob Preston, starting for the Dogs, going to make about 100K or something. Seems like a no-brainer trade. Okay, so coming back here and looking at your team, how it looks uh, 1 through 25 as it is. But uh, why don't you take us through some of the talking points. We'll start at the top as we always do. And Harry Grant, your captain from last week, retains that for now. Uh, And you mentioned at the top of the podcast as well that Turbo likely your vice-captain. So that's the way you're playing the captaincy this week. And happy to be with Harry Grant again. Yeah, Harry Grant, there's not a lot of obvious captains this week yet again. And Harry's good for at least a 70 Against the Titans, it could even be north of that. Uh, not much else to speak of in terms of the, the forwards. It's pretty similar. Welch and Itokamanu, Fafita, Taumalolo, Hopgood. Taumalolo is one I would say may have to go next week. He's just not the same player he was on Supercoach. Mm-hmm. He's awesome to watch, but he just doesn't get the scores. I think Colter takes his work, perhaps. Uh, Schuster and Preston are both going to be playing on my bench this week. Happy to see Schuster named uh, any questions about my forwards at all or should i keep going no i mean that looks good and obviously you're keeping some big guns there in uh for feeder as well um harry grant look i don't think you'll get rid of him come until origin time and hopgood's doing a job so why move him on uh popular trade in like you say there jacob preston he will be and happy to be back with schuster like you say uh back in the manly six and expecting him to be feeding some of that ball to turbo yeah exactly right um in the halves i've kept sam walker one Roosters player, he's gone well so far, 77 average, 92 last week. He will be going to Hines next week, though, I think, as long as I can afford it. It might, might take two trades to do so. Yep. I've kept Cleary there on my bench, so I'm pretty excited to have uh, Cleary and Hines next week. Uh, that's the plan anyway. Doing and Mam at six, and then the backs have to stay the same. Uh, Holmes, Meany, Hammer, 
Alamotti gets a start this week against the Tigers. I think he'll be popular as a playing option. Yep. And then at fullback, uh, Turbo as vice captain on Thursday night, and Latrell joins the fold. Talk us through Latrell because he does have a, a big break even this week, but you think uh, you're going around the break even? Like there's obviously cheaper options there. You've already mentioned is um, rather Reese Walsh at fullback, but you're just sticking with the class horse here in Latrell, aren't you? That's pretty much it. Um, it's been two tough games so far for the, for Souths and Latrell. He's got 73 and 62 in both of those. So if that's going to be his floor for the year or thereabouts, I'm very happy to be on him. Uh, he's averaged over 80 the past two years. He's a proven super coach player, great goal kicker. I know I'm going to take a hit in terms of the money this week with his break even, but he's not a player I'm playing for cash. He's, he's playing for points for me, so I'm happy to have him. <laughs> Yeah, okay, and money that he loses, he, he'll probably make it back come origin time anyway when, you, when you're likely to shift him on again. So uh, not a real concern there. Like we say, stay tuned to our Instagram on Wednesday, or rather Thursday, uh, 7 p.m. as we do our final team list. But this is the way that Tommy's thinking at the moment. So uh, looking good there, a, a juggling act, isn't it, between making cash and uh, sticking with the top of the pack like you are, top 2%, you want to be playing the points game as well. Um, you're happy with that. You must be after a couple of weeks, top 2%. Is this a team that can carry you forward for the next few weeks? It's just going to be all about trades. I mean, I was up there last year and then I absolutely died in the ass in the last six weeks because I ran out of trades. So got to be careful with those. How are we looking at Fins and Tins HQ this week? Yeah, look, there's been some movement, um, much the same as yourself, um, a boost this week. So 42 trades remaining, four trade boosts remaining, and more importantly, uh, with one eye on Nico Hines, one eye on Nathan Cleary as well. Um, 756,600 remaining salaries. Like it's, it's, it is pretty much like having Cam Murray on your bench and not playing him. Um, look, it, it may seem stupid. You think I'm handicapping myself. And look, I probably have to agree with you, but that's just the way it's turned out. I'm just consolidating cash. I'm shifting James Tedesco. Uh, he's out with that break even of 135, I think it was. He's going to Reese Walsh. I'm happy to pull the trigger early on Reese. Um, just his involvement last week was just so encouraging. Backed up what we saw from him in the trial as well. So happy to go a week early on Reese Walsh. Uh, Tom Dearden is out and goes to Hammersai Tabuo Fidel. Um, now this is via some jewels. I think I've shifted uh, Schuster to six, Braden Army up to two RF, which means there's an open center wing slot. That's where the hammer's going in. And in the back row, Sean Bloor for Jacob Preston. That could be a popular move this week. So recapping, uh, 42 trades remaining, four boosts remaining, and importantly there, as I say, one eye on next week, looking uh, ahead to Cleary and Hines. I'm going to need to get these guys in. $756,000 in the bank. Uh, this is how my team is uh, much the same as you. I'm sticking with Harry Grant for now. I think it's a, a fixture which sits us, sets up nicely for Harry. Um, to be captain once again. I haven't got Turbo back. Now, initially I was thinking I would get Turbo back, started with him in round one, traded him to Dewey in round two, but sticking with Dewey there at six. Uh, but from the top, Grant and Robson. Again, playing Robson, a high break even, but I'm, I'm happy to be with him in this run that the Cowboys have. Happy to stick with him. Uh, in the front row, Cotter and Welch, the mainstays there. 
uh, much the same as Davi Mawali and Franklin Pele on the bench. Two names that, look, you could go sideways or slightly up to Shaq Mitchell or uh, Mark Nichols, but I don't really feel like trading these guys out. I just think there's they can sit there. Pele in the squad for the Dogs this week again, so seems to have that place locked down over Jaden Tanner. Second row forwards, playing Preston. Um, straight into the team. Happy to sit Cartwright and Dury. As good as they've been, I think it's a tough fixture away to Manly. Uh, Manly could do a job on them. So happy to be with Preston here. Hopgood retains the vice-captaincy just in case he goes big again. And Teague Wilton there in the back row. Yeah, look, I like it. Um, it's amazing. You've got your six two RFs there. And the highest or the highest price is Teague Wilton at 493 So you've gone very cheap in yeah. that slot. But I, I actually like your six options. They all score quite well. Maybe maybe not Willie Army, but you're not going to play him anyway. No. So, yeah, it's, it's a different sort of strategy, I guess, to probably what a lot of people are doing. You've got no expensive players in that slot, but it, it's working so far for you, isn't it? It is, and happy to hold on to Wilton for now. I think his break-even still around, uh, what is it? I'm just looking here, 25. So, look, that's still manageable. He's got a couple of more weeks in him. You'll get Nico Hines back, hopefully. Um, hopefully that helps the Sharks attack even more so. So happy to be with Teague still. At halfback, Jerome Hughes, he's staying solid there for now. Um, Sam Walker as well. Walker, break even of 25, just the sole reason why he gets one more week. I think he can make a little bit more cash on the pathway to Nico Hines. Uh, in the halves as well, at 5 8 uh, Dewey and Schuster, a playing reserve, Josh Schuster at uh, 5 8 number two. And the backs here from the back, uh, Reese Walsh fullback. Uh, Brimson hanging on to him for one more week at least before their run starts to turn. I think they have a bye as well, round five or six. So uh, holding on to Brimson over Dearden, a decision I had to make there. Uh, break even, just the, the decisive factor. In the center wings, Valentine Holmes, Joseph Suwali'i, Hamaso Tabio Fido, and Paul Alamotti getting the start ahead of Khan uh, Pereira and Will Warbrick this week. So hoping for some tries at Belmore on uh uh, Sunday afternoon. Yeah, look, I saw him. I've got Alamotti and Preston also playing like you do. So we'll both be sitting there hoping the doggies do have a good day. Uh, my only question, and it's a big one with the backs, why have you gone Reese Walsh over Tommy Turbo? Oh, I just like their run. I like their run a lot more. I think mainly they, they have a couple of games coming up against, and you can probably tell me, I don't know, at the top of my head. I just I remember looking at it and I thought, Walsh, the next four or five weeks, like you say, they're all at Brisbane. Um, Dolphins, Dragons, I think they have in the next fortnight, or not in that order, but just stacking them up, I think Walsh, you know he's going to play 80 if he's not injured. Turbo, as I said, he sat round one. It was just a little bit concerning. He's, he may not still be 100% Tommy Turbo. So, look, I may live to regret that, but I think given what I've seen last week, I think Reese Walsh has some upside there, and, and purely on fixtures, I think Brisbane will benefit more than uh, merely in the next five, six weeks. Yeah, look, I, I think when you drill it down with the fixtures, you can definitely make a case that Walsh is a better buy than Turbo. I guess on face value, you see Turbo and you see Walsh at the same price or similar price, you probably think Turbo, just historically. Yeah. But I do know what you mean. But round one at 2.59, you change from drink water to Turbo. Could we see a similar thing on Thursday night? We go to Walsh to Turbo last, last second decision. 
this is why you got to follow us on Instagram, isn't it? That's where you get all the good oil. <laughs> very, very late at Supercoach three six five Thursday night seven pm. You'll see our final teams there, and you may well see Tom Travojevich pop up. Now, look, I think I'm sticking with Reese Walsh. I think I'm confident there to run with Reese Walsh. Okay, uh, listener Q and A's. We'll get into this very quickly. We will wrap this up. There's only one uh, via the voice messages on Instagram this week. It's fine. It's a good one, and it comes in from Lil Melb X. Hey lads, little Melb X here, long time listener. I love the podcast. Keep up the great work. Please love listening to it every single week. At the moment, I'm stuck on a trade. Whether to hold Brennan Smith waiting on the team list Tuesday and then give him another chance or swap him to Wade Egan like everyone else in Supercoach or hold him and then swap to Sonny Luke before the price rise. Cheers, lads. Righto, thanks for getting in touch, mate. Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. So, look, great to have you on board. Hopefully you're back next week. Uh, look, to sum all of that up, Brandon Smith, would you give him one more chance, name to play this week against Souths, high break even, or do you just get rid of him? Cut ties now, go to Wade Egan this week, or, again, give Cheese one more sniff. Sonny Luke next week, you cash down to, to Sonny. Look, there's a couple of options here. you just got to make the right call. I don't think you can hold Brandon Smith. I really don't. Um, hasn't scored well so far. By next week, tough game. Even if he scores okay, he's still going to lose cash. Uh, I don't think there's a lot of reasons to keep him. Wade Egan, pretty random player to be discussing, but you're right. You know, 99, 88, first two weeks. They don't have a buy for a long time. Um, I think he's honestly got good merit to be included this week in a lot of people's teams. Tony Luke... He only got 20, I think, so far mm-hmm. when he played bigger minutes, sorry, against South on Thursday. So that wasn't great signs. Uh, what do you think about Sonny Luke? Because I'm a bit on the fence about him at the moment. Yeah, look, um, we just all assumed after that try in round one that more minutes would equal more points for Sonny. It, it didn't. Um, mm-hmm. Tough game against South. I don't, I don't think they offer a lot in terms of super coach acceptances through the middle. So... Maybe it was the opposition. He may get some easier games. For what it's worth, uh, I'd be shifting cheese. If you could get to Robbo or Grant somehow, I don't know. If you could do it like a two-for-one or in a in a trade boost, you'd go that way. But um, no, I, I wouldn't be going. Oh, Wade Egan, look, he's going to make a stack of cash, but do you want to be holding Wade Egan the whole year? Jazz Tavanga coming back soon. Like, he's just there's probably other other names there. Uh, AJ Powell, to that point, uh, asks us here. He says, best hooker to get in classic, fuck the cheese. <laughs> Well, look, I'm still team Grant, and I know you've you've liked what Robson's done so far. So if you're spending heaps of money, those two are the go, and I think you've got both of those. Yeah. Uh, but beyond that, mid-rangers, yeah, I mean, Wade Egan's the pick of the bunch at the moment. There's not a lot of great... How's Josh Hodgson going? I haven't been following him. Is he uh, been all right? Average, or? Pretty average. You got about 30 last week. Yeah, all so right. there's not really great options at nine, is there, really? No, no. It's, it's Grant or Bust, or Robbo or Bust. Like, even Robbo last week got 45 in the wet. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just tough. So if you're not with Grant, um, there's yeah. not much upside much uh, anywhere else. Wade Egan, a couple of tries. I can I can get the, the sense here. I'm not going to talk anyone out of it. I'm just saying, think of the bigger picture. Okay, uh, I'll get through a couple of these others here. I know Tommy's got to run. Uh, Alex Brigo here uh, says, How good of a trade is Reese Walsh? Is he better than Teddy? How reliable do you see him being? I can answer this. Reliable. I think he's going to have his hands on the ball. Good footy in front of him. Uh, good forward pack. Ezra Mam the left side. Like, there's plenty of ticks there. A lot of games at home in Brisbane. I'm happy to be with him. I'm happy to go a week early, um, even still. Like, I, I want to get his points this week against the Dragons. I think he can do another job. 
yeah, great signs the other night and a great run coming up. It's it's pretty amazing we're having him in the same conversation as the likes of Teddy and Turbo. Yeah, Tommy, uh, this one from Riley Milton 4, you can answer this. Your thoughts on Ezra Mann? Similar to Reese Walsh, just in a different position. I mean, maybe Walsh has a slightly higher ceiling than Ezra Mann, but Ezra Mann's scoring, even last year, averaged 55 in his debut season. Broncos with a great run coming up, and there's not many good six options out there at the moment. So I think there's a big, uh, big lot of reasons to get him. Yeah, even Dewey and Burton um, haven't performed where we wanted them to be. You know, you're playing that mid-range 5'8", so is there a good option? Adam Blundell says, thoughts on Jay Carraz. Is he a trap? You're a massive fan of Carraz, but would you buy him at that price? Oh, I am a big fan. I have him in drafts, which is exciting this week when I beat Ryan. But in classic, I don't know. He's just that awkward price, isn't he? Yeah. Big fan of him, though. Um, Dale Weeks 26 says, Is it too early to be using a boost, boys, to secure those cheap players to make money, e.g. Asako and Hammer? You and I are both using boost this week. It probably answers that question. I think with, when you've got five boosts, uh, this is a big week to use one. I think you th- you weren't even sure if you had three or five and you still were going to use one. So yeah. I think we're pretty keen to use one this week. A uh, couple of others here from Mitch Musket. Do I grab the cash or, or take ke- uh, uh, keepers? Sorry, I'm stuttering my words tonight. Do I grab cash or take sleepers? Currently have Burton. Uh, will trade to Ezra Mann for cash. I think that answers that question. And, and you're going man for the same reasons? I think so. Uh, Burton, even the other night, dominant performance. He only got 30 points. So it's not very, the writing's on the wall a bit thin. Another one here from Matt93. He says, Brento to Ruben Garrick. Would you do Garrick this week? The buy's out of the way. High ceiling player. Uh, Brian on that right side, not what we'd probably be hoping for from, from his output. Yeah, I love Todd to Garrick personally. I'm not in the position to get Garrick, but if I was, I'd be going to him. Uh, another one here from Lockie Hodson at the top. He says, Pele to Shaq Mitt uh, or Ford. Uh, to Carty or Schuster. So I'm assuming he's traded in Ford last week. No, I'd be holding Ford just sideways and, and Carty Party could be out next week. Schuster, we're still yet to see what he's like at six um, ongoing. Uh, answer that first one though. Franklin Pele to Shaq Mitchell. How's Shaq been going? I know he's been going well when I'm watching the South play. I don't know how his scoring has been. Um, well, probably higher than Pele who isn't doing a lot. Yeah, But is can you really use a trade on people like that at the moment. I feel like there's bigger fish to fry, maybe, like more important parts of your team to fix. Agree. He's been scoring 50s, but I think there's there's other fires there that you, you probably could and should be putting out. Um, one more here. Two more, actually. Rugby League says, fuck Kalen Ponga. I think it says it all. That's not a question. It's a statement. I love it. Uh, okay, last one here. Um, there's, look, there's a couple here. We're going to consolidate a few of these. A couple about um, Nathan Cleary, the Cleary Chaos from Ben RT. Uh, another one, Papa Webb says, Cleary, it's time to go. Maybe instead of answering that, Tommy, do the counter-argument. Why are you holding Cleary still? History pretty much sums up. He's been good for so long. Penrith have had a slowish start to the year. They're still good the other night. I just think you trade out someone like Nathan Cleary at your peril. Yeah, um, I think you'll still be easily in the top two halfbacks come the end of the year on Supercoach by like head and shoulders above the rest. So don't panic. Absolutely, don't panic. We said here last week, don't don't panic. Just don't rage trade. You've got twenty five weeks beyond that one to make up for it. Trust me, watching Nathan Cleary as a non-owner, it's not an enjoyable experience. So I wouldn't advise it. Tommy, we're going to leave it there tonight. Uh, bumper episode. Again, ahead of round three, and he's hoping for more green arrows next week, improving upon these this good start. We've got to consolidate it.
Absolutely good stuff for both of us, but a long way to go and plenty of money to make this week, both using our boosts. Stay tuned on the socials at Supercoach365. Please subscribe if you're watching us on YouTube. Thumbs up, like, comment, all of that. And if you are on the podcast, a five-star review, please and thank you. Thursday night, 40 Seagulls and Eels, they kick us off for bumper round three. Same place, same time next week here. Supercoach365 podcast. See you then.